not here to preach today, but I'm here to share my testimony from my Chenson trip. Uh, the, you guys saw the video. The title is Isaiah 61, What God Loves Doing. I'm going to be reading it. Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay. <clears throat> Had to cut it down into like half. I'll try my best to keep it short. All right, let's go. Even though Isaiah 61 is one of the most familiar chapters in the Bible to me, it's never been this real to me before. When I received this word for our team in one of the prayer watches at K1, little did I know how accurate this word was going to portray our time in Jensan. All 13 of us, our team, a random bunch, truly walked as one in one spirit of Isaiah 61. Uh, a few weeks before, our ministry partners in Jensan were also going through a very tough time. Our main host, Pastor Ching Tao, was struggling with spine problem and other complications from it. Uh, he recently also suffered a loss of his father, Pastor Tokero, a biological and also a spiritual father, uh, who is a founder of the Faith Tribal Ministry there. Only a couple days later, his dear friend and a right-hand man in ministry, Pastor Alfonso, also passed away from a sudden and unfortunate diagnosis of a blood cancer. At this news, our team was heartbroken. Uh, but yet we came to understand that God had a particular mission for us to carry out through this trip at such a time as this. July 26, we were sent out. For the first three days, we held various services at eight different churches. I had ministered at six of those eight churches before in previous trips, so it was my privilege to witness the tangible growth in size and maturity. I am proud to say I only preached at three services out of eight as I was challenging and activating the team to grab the mic and preach and minister with their testimonies. And our team boldly ministered with no hint of insecurity or fear. And I am very proud of them. And five of them preached more than once, and all 13 of them got to share their testimony at least once publicly. Very proud of them. I love you guys. Uh, once again, <laughs> they're listening to the podcast. Once again, I learned that it is God's desire to reveal his love. God wants to show off his love. We really don't have to beg for the touch of God, cry out for the presence of God, or drag down the glory of God. As we acknowledge his desires as his children, that completely took away any doubts or striving from the team. Uh, each service, we were, getting filled with the, uh, we were getting filled up with more faith and joyful anticipation for God to show up. No one was stressed. We were just having fun with God. As we were enjoying him, the supernatural started to flow. Uh, Luke 12, 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God loves showing his love. Uh, these are the two of the highlights. God loves meeting his people. Uh, the second night, we arrived at a village for the revival service and quickly realized that they had a blackout at the moment. The pastor said they had about 10 small candles to light up the big sanctuary and that they do not know when the light was going to come back. So Jason, our team leader, and I, and I said, please give us 15 minutes to pray and wait. So we gathered the team, uh, held hands, and we started to pray together. Within a minute or so, we saw the lights turning on in the entire village. We were outraged. We were screaming with joy along with a bunch of children that were witnessing it. <laughs> and it felt like God was saying to me, come on, Myung-Wa. I've been waiting for this service. I want this to happen. Blackout was just to strengthen your faith. God was winking at me. Needless to say, that service was very, very powerful. And second highlight was, you guys saw it in the video, the lame boy walking. God loves healing his people. 
That night, I asked the team, uh, the same night as this blackout night, I asked the team to pray for opportunities to heal the sick for the following day. And God wants to heal the sick, and he surely brought us the opportunity after we prayed. After the service at this church in the mountain, the pastor brought out two brothers to the front. Uh, Both of them were mentally challenged from birth. Um, So they could not walk or talk. We were full of hope and faith. We prayed once. The older brother took about four slow steps on his own and collapsed. After seeing that, um, the whole church, especially um, the little ones, gathered around and prayed with us one more time. The boy started to cry. We still don't know why he was crying, but I'm pretty sure that he felt the presence of God because he started soon walking. He walked to the back of the sanctuary on his own and then came back on his own. Pastor Miriam, who was, uh, who was Pastor Qingdao's wife and who was translating for me, was crying as well and kept saying, praise God, he never walked before on his own. This is a miracle. Over lunch, we were overjoyed to see... Um, uh, this boy walking around with a big smile on his face. He was just exploring the, the area. And even though we didn't see 100% healing for him and his brother, we were certain that they will be healed because that's God's desire for them. For the latter half of the trip, uh, we coordinated a three-day-long retreat for Faith Bible Institute. Uh, these 50 students are from tribal villages under various kinds of discrimination and persecution. They're, they didn't receive any ed- education, and most of, most, of, most of them are abandoned by their parents for pursuing ministry or simply be- because they believe in Christ. Uh, in this year of inspiration for New Philly, God was using us to do a new thing, a new thing for the school in their 25-year-long history, and a new thing for New Philly missions teams as well. We've never done a retreat before. And in their 25 years of history of school, they had never had such a thing before. First day, our focus was healing and deliverance through understanding the love of the Father. I preached on the Father's love, and the altar was flooded with literally tears. Many students were manifesting demonically, uh, and some didn't even know how to receive the word of love. But still, game times are very powerful. It was their first time playing organized games and against the team, so it was really fun. And God was building unity, and uh, through that, God was opening up the hearts uh, to the team. Uh, and in the afternoon, uh, member Sonny gave a seminar on unforgiveness, and that was a breakthrough for the entire retreat. Um, as students forgave their parents and the persecutors, they were coming out of the prison of unforgiveness and the merciless hands of the torturers. One of the faculties told us that most students come to school possessed by demons, and many that day experienced deliverance through forgiveness. After the seminar, students were utterly floored by the love of God. They couldn't stop shouting, freedom. Second day, we focused more on the identities, authority as royalty, inheritance as co-heirs with Christ, and that evening was about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Fire. And I've seen the Holy Spirit's fire before, but rarely like this. Uh, it literally looked like a wild fire going through the forest where there would come waves of fire just come and touching the people at the altar. Um, it was very amusing to see that. Uh, <laughs> 
On the last day, um, we prepared a food washing ceremony. As Jesus did to his disciples, we wanted to give them the example of love. Even before we touched their feet, students started sobbing everywhere. Uh, you saw that one guy started like manifesting. That was in the middle of the food washing ceremony. Really supernatural broke out. Uh, we were no longer a foreign, t- foreign teachers that came, but we were representing Jesus as we were washing their feet. I couldn't stop thinking that these are the feet that will carry the gospel to the mountains and valleys of Mindanao. Um, what was started with one man, Pastor Tokero, on the back of a donkey decades ago, traveling for days to reach one village, risking his life to preach the gospel to these primitive tribal people, now has multiplied to this mighty army of students. When Ezekiel believed in the Bible that these dry bones could live, God raised a vast army out of them. When Pastor Tokero decades ago, when he said, yes, these tribal people will live, God already decided to raise up a mighty army from the lowly tribal youth in that area. It was truly our honor to wash those precious feet. The last night in Jensan, uh, we gathered at Pastor Qingdao and Miriam's place. We feasted on tuna. Jensan is the tuna capital of the world. We got um, to taste all these amazing tribal food. And at the end of the night, we shared stories and stories about what God was doing in Mindanao and in the Philippines. And as we uh, and we prayed for them, and we prophesied Isaiah 61, verse 7. Uh, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit the double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. After that prayer, after we released that word over the pastors and over the area of Jensan, I felt this immense peace coming upon my heart and felt that our mission was finally accomplished. We proclaimed good news to the poor. We bound up the brokenhearted. We proclaimed freedom for the captives. We comforted all who mourn. And God loves doing all these things. So do we as his children. And I know best trip ever is just not enough statement, but I will still say it. It was the best trip ever. Thank you.